This is holding down the fort. All right, boss. Thank you again. Here we go. Yeah, Boys and so, girls, uh, welcome back you know, to Ryan Holding Cardona. Down the Fort. Today we are holding it down with Cincinnati Reds right-handed pitcher Ryan Cardona. Ryan, what's up, baby? How are you, man? Thank you. Uh, thank you for reaching out and having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we uh we picked you up because uh saw you pick off that pass from uh, Alexander the Gator Johnson last week, yeah. a uh, fellow Western New York boy like we are. Um, but wanted to talk about something that just kind of got going in the last week. Looks like you guys started a clothing brand. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, during the season, obviously it's a long season uh, and there was some downtime at, at, at uh, you know, some, some points of the season, like we have an off day every Monday. Um, so I kind of was bored one day and thought like, it'd be cool. If, cool. If maybe I started a clothing brand. So, um, you know, I came up with, with a, a couple of designs, I uh, tried to figure out a cool name for it. And, you know, I found, uh, you know, I stumbled upon Created Player. And so um, we have, we just launched uh, last Wednesday. So, you know, we've been out for one week. And the basis of it is we're going to do collections of clothes um, at, at limited inventory to try and um, kind of make it like a, um, not necessarily like drive scarcity, but we want to make it very meaningful to the people that buy it. So if we only have 200 shirts and, uh, you know, one person ends up getting it, there's meaning behind it, you know? Um, and I think being a, being a baseball player, um, some, they try and fit you in boxes. Sometimes they're just kind of an athlete and, uh, you know, you only have one kind of, uh, one kind of way of create, like, uh, showing your creativity. And I think that through clothing, it kind of gave me the opportunity to, uh, show that I'm more than just like an athlete. Absolutely. I mean, we all wear clothes, right? So at the end of the day, you know, all you guys, your name means something personally, whether it's to you, to the game, to whatever you kind of stand for and having something else that you can kind of represent that brings value to you, right? Like those designs are sick. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, were you drawing it out yourself? Some of the other guys who are involved, give me a little background on that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So just the, so we have two different designs. We have one just created player design where it just says created player. Um, and we kind of found, we found a font that we thought was kind of unique and cool. Um, nobody had really done it before that as far as our research went. So we kind of went with that. And then, uh, then our other design is, is kind of a, a hand kind of like uh, drawing or, or uh, penciling something. And the idea of that is just like, um, you know, when you get down to it and you go pen to paper, whether it's uh, you're making music, you're making art, uh, you know, you're signing an autograph, like whatever it is, like that's you, that's your creativity and you can sketch whatever you kind of want. Um, so the idea behind creative players, just you're in control of your own narrative. Um, you know, you get to display your own style. Uh, just just be you and be creative. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the the pen to paper aspect, right? It reminded me of a, a signature, right? So 
coming from an athlete and people, you know, at, across all levels are always asking for signatures. I thought it tied back into the game, whether you guys meant it or not. It was kind of a uh, a reminder of, hey, you know, when you're writing your name down, it means something to, to whoever you're writing it down for. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to we're going to shift gears real quick and we're going to move into uh, obviously being an athlete. And you said you guys get put in boxes sometimes. But it seems that your whole, you know, your whole career, you kind of been an outside the box guy being a fellow uh, Mac double MAC athlete. Right. It's uh, yep. it's always tough for us to get out. Give me a little bit of background on, um, you know, your life through travel baseball, through youth baseball and how we ended up at, at Maris. And obviously the uh, the dude that we are today. Yeah, for sure. So I, I grew up in like uh, I was one of five. And like sports and athletics was was always a, a like a driving force like within our house. Um, whether it was my sister playing soccer, um, all my sisters playing soccer, playing softball, um, and then my brother playing football. Me following his steps, playing football. He played basketball. Uh, I played basketball. You know anything that he my my older brother did, I tried to emulate and try to do. Um, and then even extended family was really big into athletics. Um, so that's always been a staple in my family for a while. Um, you know. Even throughout my senior year, I ended up, I finished playing three sports. So, you know, a lot of times like kids nowadays like to like to specialize in one sport, whereas like I, I never placed an emphasis on that because it, it just like I was only 18 years old. You know, like you're in high school from like 14 to 18. And I'm like that, you know, those that moment in your life, you're, you you want to like try everything and, and, and have fun. Um, because it was always in the back of my head that at some point I will get to play professional baseball and that's the only sport I'm going to be able to play. So I figured, why would I like cut that short, um, at such a young age? So I played all three sports, um, all four years in high school. Um, and then as far as travel ball went, I, I didn't oh, play as Sorry, much dude. Hang on one second. Yeah. Oh, we're back. Fam's coming home right now. <laughs> no problem, man. All good. Studio, uh, studio doubles as a uh, a garage when uh when it has to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All good. So um, so we'll go we'll go from the top again, if you don't mind. So yeah. um, really loved where you were kind of going with three sports and everything. Go right down that that whole path again, and gotcha. um, you know, you put a good emphasis on staying young while you can, right? If you have the confidence as a young athlete that you're going to ultimately specialize in something at some point, there's no reason to kind of do it early. And you said you played three sports all the way through where we soccer, basketball, baseball, give me a, a little, little background until we got to college. Yeah. So up until college, I played football, basketball, and baseball. Um, just kind of three major sports. Um, and I think that was kind of like, the reason why I think I succeed now in baseball is because you're put in so many different situations in other sports. And then uh, there are some parallels, you know, between all three sports. And uh, I think it just set me up in a good spot for, for uh, you know, the competition that I was going to face in the future um, and, and just being like mentally strong. I'd say um, as far as, uh, you know, when I got to like college, I'd say I missed, not having to not being able to play all three sports 
Um, so, cause I almost felt like an, an escape for me was being able to play other sports. Um, and then as far as travel baseball went, I played football. So it was kind of tough to play in the summer and late summer. That was oh, when, like, two, two a days take started. precedence over everything. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, our, the football coaches were no nonsense. So they didn't play that. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get there when I can. It was kind of like all, all, all hands on deck. Like when football was going, football was going. And, um, you know, but I think, I think it made me a better person, a better athlete. Like when you commit to something, you got to finish it. Um, and then just to continue through like the story of where I am like today, uh, lucky enough to get a, to get a pretty good scholarship to Marist college. And, um, you know, I was there for three years and that was that those three years of my life were, were awesome from the social aspect to the academic aspect to the athletic aspect. Obviously you got cut short, maybe, you know, by like 40, 50% because of COVID, it, it was kind of a tough situation. Um, but, you know, we, the cards that we were dealt, we tried to do, do the best that we could. And um, regardless, like, I think I was talking to somebody today about it and it's like, you know, we all have different routes to the, to, to pro ball. And obviously it's different for everybody, whether you're an international signing an American uh, college guy or American high school guy who gets drafted. Um, we all got to, got to this point, you know, whether it was easy or hard, it didn't matter. And so like, I wouldn't change anything that happened because I think it made me who I am today, made me a lot more resilient and like, just understand that there's going to be so many like obstacles and obviously the pandemic was a huge one, um, you know, and it was it was bigger than baseball, but it, it definitely it definitely messed with some people's uh, careers. And, and I think it might have helped some people's careers, you know. Yeah, I was. So I uh, I actually um, don't get to tell the story too much, but I left home. Um, my wife was pregnant with our first son um, in March of 2020. I think I left on March 1st uh, to drive across the country to Arizona to go to my first pro coaching job. And I was on my way to Arizona for spring training with the angels. I was super excited. She flew out a couple of days later. Um, you know, we were kind of planning a life around maybe being in pro baseball at a, you know, maybe a different level, but it was my, you know, my first big break. I've owned a facility. I've done some things, worked with some guys, but never been a pro baseball guy. And I was like, Oh man, gung ho excited 20 days into it. Everybody gets sent home and you're oh, like, yeah. you're like, Oh man, like, I remember taking a picture in my locker and I was like, Hey, this might be the last time I ever, ever see this situation. I was going to short season. I was excited to go to Utah. We were having, you know, there was, there was a lot of good energy in it. Shohei's obviously coming back. Trouty's there, like all sorts of good things at the big league level. And, yeah. you know, we get to May and it's like, Hey, come get all your stuff. We thought a two week deep clean has turned into, you know, a pandemic obviously and we're going to send everybody home and no one's going to be on the roster anymore the jobs go on they turn into to other things and all of a sudden it's hey some guys get cut out of it and some guys get to move on to new opportunities we had a lot of us who were fortunate enough to you know move on to other jobs go into other organizations have other things that were going well but like you said playing the cards that you're dealt and rewinding to Marist Every time I think I made it there three times in my uh, college tenure, one of the most beautiful campuses, probably in the state, maybe on the East coast said, you loved your, your time there. Talk to me a little yeah. bit about, you know, the facilities, the people, just, just some of the things that went on there. That's amazing. Yeah. So I had had like a, somewhat of a, 
understanding of how like things ran at Marist from the academics, the social life to the athletics, because my sister had played soccer there for four years. So like being a young kid, like we would, I'm from Livingston, New Jersey, which is like North Jersey. And we would drive up to Poughkeepsie, um, which is, is, is not necessarily upstate, but it's more New York and less city. So um, I understood the route, how to get there. Um, you know, it was an hour and a half away from me. So that was a big plus for me when it came down to recruiting and, and picking a school. Um, and, and just to, to touch on it again, right? You said extended family was super involved in our our path through sports, right? So that closeness to home, the family ties of it, the sister going there, all kind of contribute to that decision, correct? Because we have a lot of guys and their yeah. families who listen to this who are going through recruiting processes, looking for their home for the next little bit. And like those decisions don't just come down to money opportunity, but like everybody who's involved, who's been involved the whole time, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I'm happy you brought that up because like just e even the uh, I, I was I was verbally committed to Charleston Southern in, in South Carolina. Ooh. And it was kind of like a uh, it was beautiful over there. Like Charleston is an awesome spot. But from a kid like from Jersey, I, I mean, I think I was ready for it as far as the, like the location of it. But uh, the thought of like seeing my family like once, maybe every couple months or or at a young age, you know, now I'm in pro ball where it's, it's understood that you're going to be away from your family for a long period of time. But in college, you have more of a, of a choice. And I weighed Maris pros and cons and I weighed Charleston Southern's pros and cons. And we can't, me and my family came to like a decision. It was like, I think Maris is probably the better spot. Um, you know, Charleston Southern might be maybe a better uh, baseball spot, but as far as like summing up all of, you know, the totality of it, I think I made the right decision. Um and I'm happy with it because, you know, things things may have been different if I were to go to Charleston Southern. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't like looking back and, and being like, I think I wish I did this different or that different. Like I I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. Um, and obviously, you know, obviously, like I still want to do a lot in this game of baseball. So, um, you know, that was important. And then um, you mentioned you mentioned about Maris and like how family played in. Um, you know, it was always like a big emphasis visiting my sister and watching their watching her soccer games. So I kind of wanted the same thing in return when I, you know, got to play baseball there. Um, and that's kind of how we how we arrived at the decision. Yeah. And, you know, the the proximity, the, the everything that goes into it, obviously, you know, school wise and facility wise, like you guys had everything that you that you needed there. Right. Um, now, the difference in, in competition, of course, is a thing. But going all the way back to playing three sports in high school, having an idea that we wanted to play pro ball at some point, I'm betting that the the North Jersey, the New England area had some area scouts maybe on us in high school that might have stayed with us through college. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it. I, I wasn't so much. I think I tried to. Uh, I always had the end goal. And goal in mind is to play major league baseball and now i'm close to it i'm i'm in minor league baseball and and, and i'm creeping creeping out the door hopefully as the years go on um but i was very like uh like goal oriented and i was very good at like knowing that, like what my next steps were you know I, I was a good high school player like i i finished like first team all state first team all region like i had a great high school career but i knew that the the jump from high school to pro ball was, was probably a big gap and that it was important for me to develop like personally and athletically at a college because uh, you know sometimes in pro ball you see high school players and they 
are aren't ready whether it's uh, physically mature or mentally mature so i think um you know going to college was the best the best decision i ever made like and it wasn't like i had so many professional like options coming out of high school because it wasn't like that but you know going to college i i highly highly recommend it to a lot of people and going off like the whole competition aspect of you know charleston southern maybe a little better compared to maris if 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 you truly are confident in your ability and you know that you're going to prepare correctly and do everything necessary you're going to be found especially in today's day and age where like social media is, is huge um you know you can live in the middle of nowhere you can live in california you can live in the heart of let's just say texas or baseball these big states or you could be from upstate new york it, or jersey it don't matter like if you could play ball you could play ball and you're going to get seen you'll, you'll get the opportunity it may not be as many opportunities as guys who live in more of like a, a baseball kind of town or state. But um, if you if you believe in yourself, you know, you could definitely get to the point uh, of, of professional baseball, you know, high level college baseball, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's it's again. So the level starts to not matter the more that you have an end goal of, hey. I'm just trying to advance to the next level. I'm trying to advance to the next level and talk to us a little bit about the, the coaching staff and, you know, some of the, the development stuff that you guys went through while we were at Marist that ended up making us that, that pro guy that, that ultimately came out even through all the pandemic stuff that, that went on that might've tried to hold you guys back. Yeah, no, I had a great coaching staff. Um, Chris Traz, who's at West Point now, um, he was a great coach and he, I think he's a really good recruiter. Um, you know, he was a great player in his day and he, he, act, his alma mater is Marist and he ended up, ended up coaching there for a while. Um, and I, I want to say he's a part of like five, six, maybe seven, like, uh, championships that, that Marist has. So like, you know, he's a legend over there and I, I, I nothing but respect for the guy because he gave me an opportunity to play and uh, play right away at Marist. And, um, I think if I were to go to maybe another college, you don't necessarily get those opportunities. So I'm super thankful for that. Um, and then I think for me coming in, like I was probably like 170, 175 pounds going in, like six foot, six foot one. Um, so I, I definitely had some size and strength to put on. Uh, and by the time I left, I had done that. And then you mix in the COVID year where you have like a lot of downtime at home. I took advantage of that, like in a, in a massive way. Me and my brother got after it, like. We, we were we were buying weights or people were donating weights and we were just kind of setting our setting our garage up like a like a gym and just kind of getting after it so um you know i i think like my three years in college um uh, you know they, they went really well yeah and then all of a sudden like that happens and it sounds like we're more prepared than a lot of guys i remember putting together professional plans for you know guys who are going home while we're getting sent home and it's like Hey, what's, you know, what are we doing? Where are we going? Are the places open, closed? And like, there were some guys who like found ways to get things done. And there were guys who seemed to, you know, have excuses for why things couldn't get done. And all of a sudden those guys who keep getting invited back and are doing well and staying on top of their stuff. It's like, Hey, no surprise when the, you know, the fall league comes around the right guys get invited back. Right. So turning our, our garage into, into a COVID, uh, you know, super garage, turning it into the gym, having a brother who does that, like walk me through kind of that, you know, that off time and into, you know, when we really got back after it, after that. Yeah. So I'm like big on, like, if you want it, if you really want it, you'll, you'll figure it out. No, like no matter what it is. 
And at first we didn't, we weren't capable of getting any weights and stuff, but we had these like uh, cement cylinders almost. And I would, and it, it took a while cause I didn't, I didn't really have the necessary tool, necessarily necessary tools, but I was using like a, like a pick and like something else. And I was just kind of digging at it to make like a hole. And, but we had a bar. So I, I dug out like, uh, like four holes in, in four separate cylinders and I was able probably to get like close to 200 pounds on a bar. So oh. <laughs> uh, that, that was, that was short. Yeah. That was short lived. We didn't have to do that for too long, but I ended up doing that. I, I have a picture. Um, I got to find it, but luckily somebody ended up donating like, you know, I think it was like four or six 45 pound plates, which was huge. And then from there we just started lifting like normal people but like it, it was good it was a good time yeah and so that i mean that keeps us ready um you know out at the the fields anything that we're doing over that summer like just to make sure that we're we're staying fresh when did we really get back at back at baseball after uh after we all got shut down yeah so there was a uh, pennsylvania league that uh ended up like popping up and and uh so that summer i would if if coven hadn't Hadn't happened, I was supposed to play for Brewster and the Cape Cod League. So obviously the Cape Cod League shut down, but there was a pop-up league in Pennsylvania that was headed by the my head coach who was going to be in Brewster. And so he, he put my name in a hat and there was like a little draft, like a mini little, like a mini draft that happened for the Pennsylvania League. Um, I ended up getting like picked up by somebody and then uh, I played there. I probably threw like 10 to 12 innings, but like it, 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 it was so nice because um obviously the volume of innings wasn't a lot but just to get on the mound again and like face competition for the first time since like uh march i think you know when, when that whole thing happened i think the last team that i pitched against was like liberty at liberty in like early mid-march so yeah. to be able to uh to be able to like play again and, and face competition was huge um and then from there things started to lessen and and, and things kind of took off yeah, so I know the Reds kind of had a big sweep of not just, you know, free agent guys, but like guys who ended up being from, you know, areas where they weren't always picked up from. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, how we ended up being a Red and uh, then obviously where we're where we're at today and we'll uh, we'll let you roll. Yeah, so um, Lee Sarris was the he's now, I think, part of like the Coastals, like uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, et cetera, like. He's this area scout there, but when I was uh, during getting drafted, Lee Harris was the first Red scout that saw me, and um, he's a uh, he's where... a staple in this area too. He's 100%. he's the things that no one else is at. <laughs> yeah, and 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 to ju just to give him his props and give him his credit, like I've talked to so many area scouts or just scouts in general, and they always bring up Lee Harris. Like he's a legend, you know, because um, scouts are. You know, if you're the area scout for like a bit for like a unanimous first round pick, it's like, OK, like. Everybody knew that guy was going to be a first round pick, but when you do your homework and you get somebody who like is maybe like a diamond in the rough and, and ends up like panning out really well, um, you definitely get more credit for those guys, you know, from like the 10th to the 20th round or even like the one to tens. But like the guys that like nobody is really aware of or there's a lot less exposure and that scout did their homework, like, you know, props to that scout. And, uh, you know, Lee Saris, I know, has a, has a bunch of bunch of guys um, who have killed it in the big leagues, who have who are still killing it right now. Um, so, you know, a lot of credit to him. Absolutely. And like you said, the the homework part of it, right? Not 
not everybody's doing their their homework to get guys like yourself who's going to be you know a big leaguer real soon so talk to us a little bit about what you're doing you know day to day right now and uh how how we're trying to you know up that path yeah for sure so i was lucky enough to finish in uh in high dayton last year and uh i learned a lot and i was super thankful for how the season had had finished um you know it it felt like a long season but at the same time it went quick it's just like you're at the field every single day. So obviously like the days feel long, but like the, it, it just, it, it goes by really quick. Like it really does. And especially when you're enjoying what you're doing, like I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else other than like playing baseball and trying to be the best baseball player I can, just cause that's been my goal my entire life. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm super thankful for that. And the season went really well. Like, you know, I finished with, with a solid ERA and statistics aren't everything. Um, but, the strikeouts were good. The, the innings pitch were good. There definitely are some things that I, I could definitely fix going into next year. Um, you know, I think my walk numbers necessarily were, were, were high, but it's hard to be like, stop walking people. I think there's more that goes into it. Um, it might be a mechanical issue. It may be like the thought process of like, instead of trying to like nitpick and try and strike everyone out, maybe like attack the zone more. Um, so I think that's important. And then just, Going into the offseason, it's, um, you know, just be, become a better athlete. Like, I am a good athlete as is, but you could always improve. Um, I think my explosiveness and power and moving things super quickly is definitely going to help me. Um, so that's why right now I'm in Arizona at the, at the Reds Complex, and we're, we're going through, like, a strength camp right now. And so pretty much what that is is you wake up, um, get to the field by, like, 8, 9 o'clock, um, have like a mobility session, maybe like some cardio and sprinting and then have like an hour, hour and a half workout, uh, maybe some mindfulness after like meditation and stuff like that. We have like really good staff on hand at the complex right now, um, walking us through like guided meditation, breathing exercises and whatnot. So, uh, you know, they're taking care of us and uh, you're, you're back home by two o'clock. So you pretty much do that every single day for about uh, four to five weeks. And it's super beneficial. Like it's it's voluntary, so not everybody has to be there. But I feel like the guys um, that want to be here are here. And uh, you know, if you chose not to, it, there's no big deal. But I look at it like I only get so many years to play this game, and I want to maximize maximize it as much as possible. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, are we after strength camp? Are we headed home towards Jersey? Are we staying out there? Give me the. Uh off-season rundown and then obviously we got a a tea time coming up here with the boys yeah so uh, um i'm leaving next friday and i'll be home for the entirety of the off-season until spring training and so i'll be working out in jersey um yet to find a facility that i'm gonna work out at yet just because like uh there's a lot of moving parts um i have some buddies who are in pro ball and we do want to work out together and stuff just because like it's always nice working out with somebody who has like the same goal in mind. And um, so I'm going to figure that out. It shouldn't be too difficult. Um, and then throwing, we're going to try and, you know how it is, just, you, you know, it's probably even worse in upstate New York, closer to Canada, Niagara, just the snow is just like, I mean, it's tough. So trying to get your, your long toss in, trying to throw outside as much as possible because there's going to come a day where you can't get outside just for whatever reasons. Um, so, you know, and and going back to why I'm here too, it's important for me to be in Arizona because like obviously the climate is perfect here for baseball. So just utilizing that as much as possible, 
because come time when I do do get back and the winter months are going on, it, it's tough to get your work done. But like you, you figure out a way. Like you said, it's always about finding your way. And I always think being in Arizona, right, being around the organization every day, anybody who's working with you, willing to be there for you, it always kind of reminds them that you're there, right? We're here, we're here, we're working on stuff. And as much as you might be doing just as good work at home or anything that, that's comparable in front of everybody's eyes every day reminds them that, hey, you're here and you're you're going after stuff, right? For sure, yeah, it's huge. Like they, they drafted you and, you know, they, they ended up signing you. They gave you an opportunity. So my thought process is that I owe it not only to myself, but to, to like the Reds to like maximize myself and uh, try and be the best baseball player I can be. Like ramp to, to be able to play baseball for like long periods of time. I think like if you get to the point where I'm 23 years old and, I, and I've played for like, I get to play pro ball, like most people's careers, like you don't get past high school. So um, I don't take it for granted at all that like I, I get to play this game. Um, and I, and I like, I love it too. Like I, obviously I enjoy playing the game and the, and the outcomes and the results of it, but like, I really enjoy the, like the, the work that goes into it. And it sounds cliche, but like, I, I really do like the workouts and, and like the off season training and stuff. Like it could be hard and, and kind of annoying, but I, I really do enjoy that. <clears throat> yeah. The, I mean, the process figures out who's worth getting the results, right? Especially in mm -hmm. our game. Baseball gods are always watching, right? They're little inches that are here and there. And, um, you know, we watched game seven last night that, you know, comes down to some big at bats here, there and everywhere. And you're like, man, like there's just little chances all the time where, Hey, it's that work in the off season. It's knowing that you're prepared. It's getting the, you know, the big out always comes from not being ready in that situation, but being ready over and over and over again in all these little situations, being present in the practice, showing up to the, the stuff early, all that stuff kind of always brings you back to, Hey, does that guy catch the ball in the gap or does that burn him just a little bit? Because that dude on the mound doesn't, doesn't deserve him catching that at this time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. hundred percent. Baseball's well, weird like that, man. Dude, it is. And it's a, it's a game like where you just, you got to find that last out and you're always, you know, on the mound. It's, at an early age, you're like, man, the game's flying by, the game's flying by, I'm getting through this inning, that inning, and then every out starts to matter, and then you get to the next level, and you're like, man, every pitch starts to matter, because it really is the only way that I get to an out is if every pitch starts to matter, and then it's like, well, everything that I do that goes into the process of making a pitch matter starts to matter off of the mound, and you find yourself in a spot like like you're in right now. I really I really appreciate your time. And uh, I'll let you get out there and hit them straight. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you for holding down the fort with us. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to holding down the fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it with us. Be on the lookout for our newest designs and the newest merchandise for Holding Down the Fort podcast. Do you know someone who wants to be on the show? We would love to talk to anybody who's got a story to tell about how they got to the top. Thank you again, and we look forward to having you back for the next episode.